Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Robert over here. And that's usually where Z says Rev Z over there. And, uh, and so today you, you will notice at the moment I'm flying solo, uh, dear brother, Reverend Z, Elzia had a work emergency pop up, uh, in the last five, seven minutes here and, uh, and had to go take care of something. So we get that. That's the way life works. That's the way life happens. Uh, I know that, uh, it's not where he would prefer to be, but, uh, if he can, he's going to try and join us a little later this morning as well. Good morning, Chris. Happy Friday. Glad you're with us. Welcome, 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 welcome. So glad you are here. And to those that are watching, and uh, welcome to everyone that's part of this, whether you're here live with us on Friday morning at uh, this early hour on the Mountain Time Zone, or whether you're watching on the live stream on a replay at another time. Uh, we're so grateful you're with us. We're so happy you're here. Now, normally, if this is your first time with us, Rev Z and I chat about uh, what's going on in the world, what's, uh, you know, what the topic of the day is, what's happening. And we were, uh, before he got this phone call, we were uh, chatting about last week's story. Now, last week we talked about Dr. Seuss. And I tell you, this is still the story. And for a number of reasons. So if, if you haven't heard, um, you haven't turned on media in the last week, because it's everywhere. The story in every iteration, everybody's covering this. It's a big brouhaha. It's uh, it's what I used to call a hullabaloo. One hullabaloo is what it is. And well, here, so here's the latest. Here's the the thing I saw yesterday. Book sales for Dr. Seuss books are up thirty four percent over the week. And four books ended up on the top, on the bestseller list for the week. Now, interestingly enough, the four books that were on the bestseller list are probably four of the best known Dr. Seuss books out there. Uh, the six books that the Seuss Federation announced last week they would no longer print and they're no longer going to publish those books. Well, those books were not in the bestseller list. The truth is there were very few copies of those books available anyway. They weren't printing huge amounts of them to begin with because they were so unpopular. And those books were gone immediately. You can't find a copy of those anywhere for sale anymore. If, you, if somebody's got them, it, it, if somebody's selling them, they're very, very expensive. You can't find a, a regularly priced copy, published a copy of those books at this point. So we, we want to look at this from that perspective. Okay, so what happened? Did a lot of people decide to buy into the fear that was out there? 
and think that Dr. Seuss was really being canceled. So they had to go buy all they could. Never really read the, the story, just read the headline. Were people purchasing books to support the Federation and say kudos, congrats, great job. We, we appreciate what you did there. We, we think that was the right thing. And so we're going to support your business by buying more books from your business. How many people made conscious decisions in this? How many people made unconscious decisions in this? How many people allowed themselves to be swayed by, by the media? And, you know, I get it. We're media. <laughs> We're going to raise our hand here. This is a media company. We're here, an organization based around disseminating and sharing media. Now, we've got a commitment to make sure that we're sharing positive media, that we're sharing a spiritual message, a positive message. Uh, it's in. That's why we play the, our mission, vision, and purpose statements at almost every show we start. We start with those statements, right? We are. We are. Oh, sorry. Grabbing my attention on something else there real quick. I apologize. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. That's our mission. That's what we're here to be doing. Our vision is a world of peace, love, empowerment, and prosperity for all. And what we're doing is supporting you, each of us, along our journey of enlightenment. Supporting everyone that wants to be living in this positive flow. So, you know, I don't want to... There's a part of me that believes there was a discussion in a small room somewhere where somebody said, hey, I got an idea. Let's cancel ourselves and see what happens. Like, was this a kick in the face to the cancel culture? Was this just a marketing? Did somebody in the Dr. Seuss Federation have a brilliant idea? We'll cancel some of our own books, the ones we don't like, the ones that we don't, that aren't selling, the ones that don't do very well. We'll just take, we'll announce that we're getting rid of those, let everybody get into an uproar and, and freak out about it, and watch our sales soar. That's what happened. Life is funny sometimes. It makes me chuckle. It really does. Uh, sometimes it makes me scream a little too. So uh, what do you think, folks? How about you? Uh, do you support the Dr. Seuss Federation in taking those books out of circulation? In, in, in They didn't even take them out of circulation. There are libraries that are going to cover, the, keep these books on the shelf and so on and so forth. So did they make, how do you like their situation? Does this even affect you? Is this a story that's even worth our time? Are we just, is this just another diversion from what we're really supposed to be about? I don't know. Maybe. I think it goes a long way in many, in many regards. I think it goes a long way for the Seuss Federation to say, hey, uh, we want our legacy to be something different. And we don't want this to be a part of the long-term legacy. Been reading Sharif Abdullah lately, a couple of, and, you know, one of the things that he talks about is really this idea that we've got to leave 
we've got to think in terms of the seven generations. And this concept has been, I've heard, I've heard it many, many years now, right? It's been around, it's, and from what I can tell, it's endemic in all, pretty much all indigenous populations, all first peoples across the planet. The belief that everything we do affects seven generations in both directions, forward and back. So the healing we do for ourselves today affects seven generations of healing through our family lineage back and forward. Sharif is talking about, let's look beyond just the physical healings, the mental healings, the emotional healings. Let's look at the healing of the planet. Let's look at how are the processes and the practices and the, what we're doing today. How does that affect seven generations in the future? I think that's a great question. So if we look at this from that perspective, seven generations in the future, kids might not know the choices Dr. Seuss make and they might not they might not spend they might not even consider the fact that there is a that some that this body of work had a dark history as well they may just consider the good that he brought and they may just and we may seven generations we may just be studying two or three of his books <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Chris is sharing that her parents didn't like the books. And and so didn't read Dr. Seuss. And that's true for many as well. Yes. So uh, kudos, Chris, right? Thank you for continuing to listen, even though this is a topic that has you know nothing to do with, with your life in a lot of ways. But we could take this and we could talk about cancel culture, right? The, the fact that we even have, quote, a culture that is all about how we cancel people and what's appropriate to cancel and what's not appropriate to cancel. Uh, I don't want to go down that road. That doesn't sound like fun. And I, you know, and I want to be clear, because I hear this. This is this is really something I want to talk about today. There is a there is a subtle movement. It would appear to to marginalize parts of the New Thought philosophy because people call it spiritual bypass. Now, if we really dig into this, the idea is that you're using your spirituality to bypass the reality of your life. And most people that argue this, argue this concept that we use spiritual bypass too far, far too often. And I believe because they come from a perspective that life sucks and that their life is broken. And that affirming the truth isn't going to fix what's broken. 
and they're right. Because there's nothing to be fixed. Excuse me. Oh, frog in my throat this morning. There's nothing there to be fixed. Because nothing's broken. So we're going to move through trials and tribulations in our human life. That's no question. We're going to experience things we don't like, things are, you know, broken bones, the illness, sickness, all the things that the humanness doesn't like. That's part of the human condition. The difference is what we decide to do with that. And I don't spend my day affirming a truth, affirming a vision that I want to see to try to escape what's going on in my life today, what the reality is of my human experience. Because my human experience is an outpicturing of what I've believed and what I believed in the past. Well, in the past, I might have believed that. So now I'm here, I am experiencing it. I get to double down on that or I get to change it. Now, there's no sense in changing my thinking to something worse that I'm already experiencing. How does it get any worse than this? When was the last time you heard somebody ask that? We hear as people all the time asking, how does it get any better than this? How does it get better than this? Well, let's look at that. How does it get better than this? My brother LZ's technical issues are solved or per, are, are taken care of. And he's able to come back in and say hello before the episode's over. Or not. I will never ask you to pretend that your human life is a-okay and everything's going swimmingly if it's not. But I will ask you to be in the energetic vibration of envisioning the life that you want to see even in the midst of the deep dark brown stuff. So even though you may humanly be in the deepest, darkest, ugliest space you think you've ever been in your life, yes, we feel that. Yes, we experience that. But we do not wallow in that. Though I may travel through the valley of death, I do not park my RV there. I do not kick out and have a party. I do not invite others to come to my party in the middle of the valley of death. No, I set my eye on the prize, on the destination. I set my gaze. I program my mind to know where I want to go. And then I get about doing that. And then I just keep whatever, whatever it takes. So we get a chance to program our minds. And it, it can only, it only has to take an instant that just, okay, that's where we're going. This sucks right now. I don't like this. Here's where I want to go. Program your mind and then take any amount of action whatsoever. And, and, and you will be, and ask for help. Program your mind, take action, ask for help. There's our formula for the day. Program the mind by getting clear on what you want. Take action towards that goal. 
and ask for help along the way, along the journey. And I know right now, we'll take this morning as a great example. So Rev Z and I are sitting here like we normally do on Friday mornings, having our morning beverage. He likes coffee. I like tea. Getting ourselves moving, rubbing the sleep out of our eyes, looking at the news, decide what stories we want to talk about, chatting about a couple of ideas on how those stories work. And then he gets a phone call. And I'll tell you, we've been doing this, what, almost a year now. This is episode 48. So we've been doing this for close to a year now. I've never seen him get a phone call at that hour. Never once has there been a this type of a phone, you know, a phone call even. Now, he could have just as easily said, oh, I'll get to that, push that off. And stayed in the show and said, I'm going to keep doing the show. However, what's going to happen then is that that problem's going to exasperate. That's another, that's more people piling up. That's more, more help calls. That's more, more things that are going to happen in between that continue to exacerbate the problem. So while he would love to be here, and I know he would much rather prefer to be here, <laughs> he's where he is. He answered the call. He took a second and we chatted and I said, do you need to go there? And he said, yes, I need to, I need to be there. That is a fire that needs to be put out. He programmed his mind on what needed to happen. He took a moment and said, this is where I need to be. This is what's being called of me right now. And he programmed his mind what it was that he wanted. And then he took action. He made a phone call. He got another computer out. And he's doing it. And what I know is he's smart enough to ask for help along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Linda's joining the conversation. Good morning, Linda. Right? Regularly, she, so Linda, I agree with you. Yeah, and I love it. She regularly shares positive quotes on Facebook and has one friend um, that it isn't reality. You know, and, and hey, here's the tough part, Linda, right? She's right. It isn't her reality. And it's not going to be her reality unless she decides she wants it to be. That is some of the beauty of all of this, folks right? That we really do control the conditions of our lives. People don't, they think that's, I hear people all the time that, oh, we respond. We don't control what happens to us. We don't have any control over whether somebody runs a red light. We don't have any control over whether the kid at the grocery store puts our eggs on the bottom of the bag or not. That doesn't happen to me. I bag my own. I put my own eggs in the bag. For Chris, until I took responsibility for how I responded and eventually for my role in creating my life, I was stuck in victim consciousness. Thank you, Chris. This is exactly the point. We have to personally take responsibility for what's going on in our lives because we created it. 
We brought it. We called it in. We attracted it. Right? I could get upset that there's a dog wandering around in the background of the, of the video. I didn't put up the barrier. I didn't put up the little thing that keeps the dogs out when I'm broadcasting. That's what happened. So I take, I take responsibility for that, and then I'm not the victim. But without that, it becomes, right, who let the dog out? Who didn't put, what's that dog? And I become a victim to a dog, to the whims of nature. Because that's all she represents, that puppy dog, all she represents is the whim of nature, is the, is the divine flow of the natural life. Happy, feed me, let me go outside, let me come inside, let me go here, let me go there. We all have that within us. So, you know, folks, I get it. Today's show is not like what you normally expect for ministers talking shit. This is a little, usually a little bit more of a raucous back and forth. And uh, and I know that Z will be back with us next week. And, uh, and I do want you to know we've got some guests coming up in the next few weeks uh, that are going to be really, really fun fun experiences. So next week, actually, uh, Laura Topper is going to be with us from the UK. Now, technically, Laura is not a minister yet, uh, but, uh, but spiritually she is. I will say that. And she's, uh, she's in studies and in school uh, to receive her ministerial degree. So we love Laura and she's great. And we're going to bring her on the show so that you get to meet her. And the week after that, we're going to have uh, Rev. Skip Jennings from uh, uh, the, Agape the Agape International Spiritual Center. Reverend Skip's joining us here on the network, and he's going to be doing a program on Fridays. Uh, let's see if I remember to load up the, uh, remember to properly load the overlay. I did not have that overlay in this folder. My apologies. He starts on, uh, that's going to start in early April. Uh, Skip's going to be with us on Fridays and it's 11 a.m. Mountain Time is what time that happens. And uh, we're really excited to have Rev Skip join us here on the network. Uh, and his first guest, I heard rumor that uh, his first guest is going to be the amazing Ricky Byers. So that should be really, really fun as well. Really fun. That should be a really good time. So, you know, here at New Thought Media Network, We've got a lot going on. We got a lot of new shows coming in the spring season here. Uh, several new shows happening that you're going to be seeing, and a couple that are just right now premiering. Laura Topper did bring a new show forward. It started yesterday. Um, that's called the Global Love Meditation, and that happens on Wednesdays. So there's a lot going on. We're emerging from this uh, into the next phase of a global experience and response to a pandemic. Uh, we'll keep you informed on that. Uh, so far, things seem to be going fairly well with the reemergence. I do know of one county here in Colorado that went to the blue level, the safe level, and then now it's bounced back up and had a spike in cases again. Uh, so it's going to be, we're still not out of the woods, folks. We're still working towards the next and the what's next. But what I know is you have an opportunity here to be a part of something different and to be a part of a new way of living and being in community and in society 
here on planet Earth. And I believe there's a new society emerging. And I believe there's there's new ways coming forward to be able to uh, uh, to live our lives according to these spiritual principles. So, hey, look at this. I see a man with a smile on his face. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> We, we've been using a little of your experience as a teaching lesson this morning that, uh, right, you, you heard the call. You, you didn't necessarily want to go do what you had to go do, but said yes to it. Um, yes. And then, and here's the important part, right, that you programmed your mind as to what had to happen, as to where you were headed. You, you, you took a moment to program, this is where I want to go. You started to take action in that direction. And what I know is whether that's from the divine or from someone else in physical form, you asked for help to get this thing to happen. And hey, look at this. You, you're back and we're just about ready to say thanks and goodbye. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> so at least so at least I can put a cosign and a stamp on the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. So let's ask you the big question, Z. Did you buy any Dr. Seuss books this week? I did not buy any Dr. Seuss. I, I couldn't remember whether he had a hat or a cat. So I just decided to leave the whole thing alone. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Good for you. Uh, one of our regular uh, watchers, Chris Sens, had said in the comments that, uh, her parents never liked the Dr. Seuss books. Her mother was a literary person, and, you know, and just didn't like the the language, the tenor, the 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 rhythm, and uh, I would imagine, and so she wasn't brought up on Dr. Seuss, right? Uh, and I imagine there's still a lot, and there's plenty more out there too. Um, well, you know, you know, one one of the for me, I did read the Dr. Seuss books, a couple of them, and, uh, you know, the, the normal ones, Green Eggs and Ham, Sam, I Am, you know, the, 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 the who, you know, the, and, and I read a couple of them to my kids. And I think the one thing for me that was nice, if you will, was the rhythmic tone and pattern of the language and how he put the books together. Right. It wasn't a who, it wasn't a you, or, you know, I'm just making that up. I don't know if that's in a book anymore, but, <laughs> but, but that whole little rhyming thing that established a rhythm. So, you know, as I look back on that now, the, the, one of the draws was this whole rhythmic way of speaking and, and, and you can you could get a cadence. And if I look now at a spiritual perspective on that, it, it, to me, it says, Hey, you have to find your rhythm, your cadence, and your way of presenting to the world. Yeah. Uh, in a rhythmic, funny, if we are lighthearted, I won't say funny, in a lighthearted kind of way. And because we also hear, we all we all hear so much on the spiritual spirit. Don't take this so, so, so heavy. Don't make this so heavy. Take it lightly. Hold it lightly. Right. And that's what I got from them books is that how do you hold life lightly, but still get content, still learn and still have value at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. Well put. Thank you. Good, good, good. All right. Well, so there we are, folks. Uh, you've effectively invested another half hour of your week 
in, in immersing yourself in what I trust is a positive, informative, and inspiring environment of media. And we were talking about that a bit today too, Z, that uh, right, we're reforming media, we're re-looking at how we let media influence our lives and how we allow media to, to, in many ways, I hadn't said this earlier, but in many ways allow us to, we allow ourselves to be brainwashed by watching 24-hour media, uh, especially 24-hour news. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, one we, we, we talked about this on another, another program the other day about how we need, how it would be interesting to find out. I won't tell you what you need to do, but how, it, how interesting it will be and it's going to be when people begin to pick books back up, yeah. whether they're hard books or e-books, and begin to allow the image to create in their own mind and not have somebody present an image to you of a certain set of facts or information because that's what's happening. We get information that has a infinite possibilities of where it may take you. But when we tap into media, that media outlet begins to direct and point and create an image that they want you to have, as opposed to you creating it from your own life experiences itself. And that's what we need to begin to do again. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. All right. Well, there it is, folks. We're going to get out of here for today, let you get into the rest of your morning. Please do join us again, 8.15 in just about 45 minutes for morning prayers. Uh, Rev. Melissa is with us at 8.30 for the morning sip. And I'll be back at 9.30 with the Global Heart Meditation, the Global Peace Meditation. Uh, so you can join us for all of that, including Pastor Michael and the Fireside Chat. Uh, this evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So let's give our sponsors a couple of seconds to say hello and give us a shout out. And we'll let you get back into the rest of your day. Until then, until next time, peace and blessings. Thanks for being with us. Peace and blessings. <laughs>